right, it's another episode of GPS yet again. Uh, I'm your host, Cameron Williams, with our uh, star, Brian Shackman. Don't call me that. <laughs> no, I know. Just, uh, just jest, but uh, here we go. All set. Let's go. So we were talking a little bit last week about how we can be more um, integrated in each other's lives. Um, and I would love to ask your opinion on how we can go about uh, reconciling with people um, that we've maybe hurt or that have hurt us. I think that's kind of an issue that we run into a lot. Yeah, I think one of the one of the biggest things in, in our world that I think is, is important is that when you think about reconciliation, it's really important to be willing to talk with people and not about people. I think we just often will go to people whose opinions we already share, perhaps about that person and talk about them and not ever with them. And that's a really dangerous practice that generally builds walls of hostility in our hearts. And we don't, get a chance to allow them to say their own version of it or be able to, to share as well. And oftentimes we can really demonize people and not ever give them a chance to share. And that's very, very dangerous behavior. And so as I think about healthy practices of reconciliation, it's, are you maybe talking about that person and hoping to reconcile with them and figuring out with someone else how to do that? Or are you just talking negatively about them? If you're just talking negatively about them, then I think you need to be really careful about that because it's just really easy to end up further and further apart and not even really for any good reason necessarily. I think what what we tend to do is even when we know that the problem is on our side or that we've done something wrong, we we try to justify as much as we can because we're human and it's hard to live with yourself when you feel you've done something wrong. You know, there's a sense of shame or guilt that comes with that. But I think that's just a reminder that we, that those things are there for a reason, that those emotions are there to remind us that we have to find a better way to do things or find a way out. Um, makes us uncomfortable so that we can, you know, do something about it so we can act on it. And I think sometimes what we try to do to make ourselves feel better is to justify ourselves, is to say that, you know, we had all the facts together, we had all this together, and this person might be lacking, and and we try to seek something outside ourselves. But I think we can find that even if it's someone else that's wronged us, um, there is something that we could have done or something that we didn't do that uh, made that um, less easy. And and so we can easily get back into that trap of, well, like who did what and what did, um, you know, what happened. But, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah that, and that's so, so true. And I, I think that uh, a mentor of mine once said to me that it's really important when someone is in some sort of conflict with you, it's really easy to think, only the worst things about that person. And then perhaps to either say that to other people or point out how they weren't a hundred percent appropriate and how they treated you or whatever. But it's so important sometimes to hang in there and for the good of the relationship, 
focus on the good of that person and what can you say that is positive about them and how can you think positively about them because otherwise it's like they're ghosts are haunting you and it's this negative version and most people I'd say very few people are all good or all bad most people find themselves in in the in the middle like we all are yeah and we need to sometimes have the ability to step back especially in some sort of conflict situation and ask um, hard questions about like, am I just putting this person into this box just because as you were talking about it, just so it makes me feel a little better. And no, I have some hard truths I need to learn about myself from that person as well. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, that actually leads me into my next question. Um, we can sometimes, uh, find someone that we're trying to be a good neighbor to or a good brother um, or sister and and this person might not actually be the best for us or even our situation so what's what do you feel is the difference between forgiving and reconciling and forgiving and letting go and when is it appropriate to do one or the other yeah I, I think that that's a million dollar question basically and it's so very difficult to answer because it's almost case by case and there are even biblical examples for example Paul and Barnabas like they just went their separate ways and each did things for the kingdom but went their separate ways and I think it's important sometimes to be willing to understand that that will happen in certain circumstances but I'd say that's probably the the rarity and um, not necessarily the rule when it comes to reconciliation and forgiveness. I think that forgiveness is never forgetting. Forgiveness is better than that. Forgiveness is choosing to say that person hurt me or that situation was wrong, but I'm choosing to like forgive them anyway and move, move past that anyway, not letting that be the thing that defines them when I think of them anymore. And so it's it's better than forgetting. So I think it's it's important to, at times, be able to really proactively say, you know, I'm moving, choosing to move past that. Uh, but in certain circumstances, when perhaps you are afraid that the person might harm you or is destructive in any sort of way, I think it's appropriate at times to say, I'm going to put some some distance here and this person I just can't seem to make this work with but I think we're too quick to do that and we don't really think about how we're part of the problem and then we kind of go from community to community to community and we don't really ever invest and think about how we're part of the issue too. Yeah. I I think there's a word that has been a buzzword going around called like toxic behavior Mm -hmm. or like toxic. Yeah. And that can be really dangerous because when we label something as toxic, we, we tend to think, Oh yeah, that's bad for us. And, and so it focuses more on us. And so if, if a person is being toxic, it's like that person can't be touched. That person can't be, and and that's dangerous because that person has feelings, has thoughts, yeah. has their own beliefs, and and usually when someone is acting a certain way, it's because they're in pain. It's because they're feeling something, um, and. 
And so it's hard to kind of say, well, like that person's being too toxic, so I, I just won't be around them anymore. There is a, an in-between, I think, sometimes. We, we do yeah. tend to ask, like, you know, is it this or this? But, and yeah, those those labels, I think, are so, they're so dangerous, and we just mm-hmm. throw them onto people, and then, yeah, we just... And that's like the end, mm-hmm. right? That's the end-all, be-all. That's, mm-hmm. uh, and, and labels aren't so... Um, permanent we can go through many phases in our lives and and become different people uh i mean at our core fundamental we are the same person but we can become a little different and so to to just say that that's the label you know we're putting on this person is kind of detrimental to that person in the moment as well Mm -hmm. and so it it really is something to evaluate and something to look at from a perspective, because if, if they really aren't being healthy for you or, or, or for around them, then maybe the idea isn't not to not be involved anymore, but to maybe be involved in more of a serious way and, and proactively saying, hey, that maybe this behavior isn't good for you because everyone around you doesn't want to be around you, like maybe confronting it or, or actually, you know, trying to. And, and we, like, like you said, it's different for every situation. Yeah. So it, it really is kind of navigating in the moment and, and finding the best solution um, really almost selflessly because you really have to come from that place sometimes. Sure, yeah. Um, so uh, uh, what are some serious ways do you, you think we can prioritize and truly commit to our like family and friends and community so that like these things don't tend to build up? I think, first of all, I would say just being willing to have conflict conversations at times and do it in in healthy ways, but don't allow it to build up, as you mentioned, and continue to uh, fester and then one day you explode. Uh, So being willing to have some space where you can communicate sometimes harder things to people. I think it's about understanding the, the need that we have for community and not just living on an island, but really pursuing that yourself and going out of your way. I feel so blessed. Just did a a funeral this morning for Bob Castle, who was a part of our church for many years. And I'm just so thankful that I got to know him. He was somebody who was quiet and definitely the strong, silent type. And you had to work on him a little bit to get him to open up and talk. But I'm glad that I made that effort and I'm a better person, I think, for having known him in the way that I did. And so it's, I think, just about being really specific and maybe you can't know everybody on a really deep level, but who is it that you are going after and who is it that you're saying, I want to really try to get to know this person. I want to sit down and go out of my way to have a conversation and have lunch. And when I'm there, I want to actually be there and not all over the place, but like really present in the moment. Yeah, definitely. I, I knew Bob Castle as well. He, he was a really funny guy. Um, he definitely liked to make a joke every so often, like just kind of subtly. Um, he had a very dry sense of humor. Um, yep. and he was, but he was just such a good guy. He really cared about the community, even, even from the background a little bit. Um, and he really was the epitome of, of being uh, present, uh, but like not maybe saying so much. Um, 
And and I think we kind of need that every so often. We do need to to reflect and and be more open to to ideas and and listening. And he was definitely um, one of the more elder people at our church that that really stuck with us and really um, wanted to open himself up and wanted to to be there. And and I definitely re- regret um, not being able to spend as much time or maybe not talking to him as much. And I think we can sometimes do that in church. We can kind of see a person and be like, oh, well, they'll be here next week or the week after. And we forget that, um, you know, that's not always the case, that uh, the people like we love and that are around us, you know, sometimes they need to know that we love them and that we're there for them. And and so it's, you know, we can feel bad about that, but it's a moment for us to reflect and really realize what we what we do have now and um and it's all about uh, being present in the now and and finding that space to really communicate and be more connected with each other yeah and i think it's about just going a little deeper too bob was the mm-hmm. kind of guy who very few words and so it wasn't necessarily easy if you were just passing by but He's somebody who was definitely willing to go to lunch and sit with you and talk. And so it's about sometimes taking that into our own hands and being a little bit aggressive, I would say, in, in seeking community that we would actually really go and make sure and connect with a few people. And you can't do it with everybody, but who is it that you are reaching out to and, and spending time with who isn't like part of your immediate family and part of those people who are around you all the time who is it that you're seeking out outside of that i think it'd be a good question to ask Mm -hmm. yeah and it it can feel overwhelming sometimes for i'd say for people and for certain people um but uh, it definitely is rewarding Uh, it it's something that is like outside of yourself that you you need to kind of like go for all the difficult things in life are definitely the most worth it i would i would feel Mm -hmm. and and it is it can be very difficult to communicate on a very vulnerable level with people but i think it's kind of what we need it is what we crave especially in today's society we really do want immediate and intimate connection but it's never immediate we never um you know no true connection can really truly be immediate and i think that's what we focus on is that it is immediate it it has to be immediate um and and if we just focus maybe more or less on that and more on how uh, we're connecting and how we're being present with each other uh, i think we might find that even the difficult conversations you walk away from you'll remember because those were the conversations you really asked yourself, is this the right thing? Is this the right, what to do? Yeah. Um, well, uh, we would just like to take this moment to uh, honor uh, Bob. Um, he was a really great guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's still with us in spirit, and we're always going to remember uh, him in the back just counting every single one of us. Yep. All right. Uh, that's our time today. Thanks again, Brian, for being with us. Uh, us no problem um and you can find us on our website at glendale.church um and you can also find us on instagram and facebook under at glendale church of christ and we'll see you next time